This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. Or at least you better be. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. Welcome to this week's episode. We are back and better than ever, and boy, have I missed you guys. I've been really busy writing for New Noise Magazine. I've got the cover story in this month's issue with Andrew Jackson Jihad. I had the cover issue for the last issue with me first and the Gimme Gimmies. Everything's coming up Millhouse, everybody. We're doing some really cool stuff. I've been asked to write for a couple magazines. We're going to see if any of that ever actually pays out. I've got a new video show in the works. And uh, to top it all off, I worked for Denver Comic Con this last weekend. And that's why things have been a little... Uh, a little lagged here is because we've been super busy, not to mention I just got promoted and accepted a full-time job at my very upscale organic grocers. Um, but enough about me. Let's talk about today's band, uh, Hi-Ho Silver Away. My good buddy Alex from Jack's Smirking Revenge turned me on to these guys and said uh, he had posted something on Facebook and said, check these dudes out. I did, and I immediately fell in love. I got a hit up by my good buddy, Mr. Tony Shroom. He said, hey, man. What do you think about interviewing this band? They're going to be in Denver on Tuesday. And I went, absolutely. And here we go, guys. Uh, sorry it's taking me so long to get this up. This band, they're currently ending their little two-week tour we talk about in this episode. But again, I got I got super busy with Denver Comic Con. Couldn't get this up until today. In fact, I'm putting this up uh, early slash late because it's Thursday nights. And normally we put episodes up on Monday, but I want to hurry up and get this out here. Um, starting Monday, we should be back on track with weekly episodes throughout the rest of the year. I might take a couple weeks off here and there. But, you know, even Conan O'Brien, even uh, Jimmy Fallon, even uh, Jimmy Kimmel, they t- they take a little bit of time off. So that's okay. We can take it too. Um, so I met up with these dudes at Mutiny Information Cafe in Denver. It's uh, co-owned by one of, the, one of my favorite dudes in Denver, Mr. Jimmy Norris. I don't know why I just called him Jimmy. He's Jim Norris, uh, one of the greatest guys in the music scene here in Denver. Um, he's one of the co-owners of Three Kings as well, and he's been a big um, big part of my life, big part of the scene, and really helped me and Mostly Harmless out. We're going to be doing some live uh, Mostly Harmless podcasts from Mutiny here in the next few uh, weeks. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but I met up with this band. It was a Tuesday night. It was their third day or their third show of their uh, two-week tour, and man, they they were already tired from the long drives. And God bless you guys. I hope you guys ended up uh, ended up doing very well on your tour. Um, I met up with Johnny, Nathan, and Tyler, and uh, we just shot the shit, chatted it up. And uh, I interview a lot of bands, but it's not often I get to be a band's first interview. And boy, did these guys really nail it. They really, uh, for this being their first interview ever, uh, as far as I can tell, these guys have never done any press you know, outside of this band or in this band. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very honored to be the first guy to ask them a bunch of stupid, silly questions and that they're going to remember me forever because I was the first one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm still pretty sick and under the weather from Denver Comic-Con, so I'm just going to stop rambling. Let's just go ahead and get into this this uh, episode. Uh, Hi-Ho Silverway just put out their brand-new record, Chore, on It's Alive Records. It's Alive Records, of course, is a re- 
fantastic record label who have put out releases from the copyrights, the dopamines, the maxis, and oh so many more of our you know, favorite underground pop punk alumni. Uh, Hi-Ho Silver Way is an excellent company. Their newest record, Chore, was produced by the same gentleman who jo- produced uh, the first two Joyce Manor records. Uh, he also did Touche Amore. I don't have his name in front of me because I'm a fool, but when we get back in the outro, I'll make sure to rem- uh, recognize him. But I've done this this intro like 15 times. And, man, we just got to get it going. We just got to get it going on. So uh, we're going to go ahead and open this episode up with the song from Chore. And again, it's one of my favorite records of the year. These guys are super good. And as you're going to hear from this interview today, uh, they're super smart, super laid back, super cool. And uh, I hope them nothing but success. Uh, please check them out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Check out their new record. I think you're going to dig it. Uh, this is probably my favorite song on their new record. It's called Alvarado Sleepwalker off Chore from It's Alive Records, Hi Ho Silver Way. Let's take a listen. information exchange with Hi Ho Silver Away. What's going on guys? How are you? Alright, hanging out. Good. Yeah, good. third day. Doing well. Yeah. It's got a pretty good condenser mic on here so you guys don't have to worry about like okay, cool. hanging oh. back. Oh cool. So yeah, just lean back. I'll I'll do all the work of shoving it into your paces. Um, So for the listening audience at home, nobody has any idea who you guys are. So could you just tell us uh, um, who you are and uh, what you do in the band? That's that's always my least favorite question in an interview, but I feel that it works well for like a I guess a quote unquote radio interview. So yeah. anyway, uh, my name's Nathan. I play guitar and sing. Uh, I'm Johnny, and I'm the drummer. Nice. 
I'm Tyler, and I play bass. Nice. So uh, I was talking to you guys uh, right right after you guys said you guys were telling me you guys had a hard day today. Yeah. Long, long, long drive. How long. How, how far a drive were you, were you today? We went from uh, saw uh, Provo, oh, yeah. Provo, Utah, to here. So eight it was, and a half hours. Yeah, it was oh, about yeah. eight and a half hours, and we had to leave really early because. Uh, we thought the show was going to be a little bit earlier. Yeah, I thought the show was going to be earlier, yeah. too. Yeah, turns Oops. out we got... But, I mean, I'd rather hang out in Denver, probably, than Provo. No, yeah. not, nothing against Provo. There's <laughs> just a little bit more to look at. Yeah, you could have slept in, though, but yeah. oh well. Um, did you guys get any... Uh, did you, the burrito thing work out for you guys? Yeah, we went. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. I just bought it. But like, oh, oh. I, I'm, I, uh, somebody had already told me about that, but I was so caught up with other stuff that I didn't have a chance to... They need you to do a form thing before. Yeah. And then I pulled it up on my... I'm also weird, and I won't. I'll just pay rather than. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> well, if you it, it, after this interview is done, if you want some free food, I know I know the guys. I can, oh, right I can set you up. Maybe awesome. not tonight, but for in the morning for breakfast. Right. They got killer breakfast burritos. What did you eat? Uh, I had the big potato. That's, oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, good. It was really good. I think uh, Johnny here went somewhere else. Yeah, I boogied down to Famous Pizza. Oh, that's that's good. That's good and cheap too. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think of this little South Broadway area? It's kind of nice. I oh, live down great. here. It's it's, fun. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like, I I had only been to Denver a couple times, like, when I was, like, 12 or something. Yeah. So seeing it again, like, 13 years later, it's yeah. just like, wow. It, and it's it's one of the biggest growing cities in the country right now. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I love it's, it. It's out of control. Um, so you guys drove eight and a half hours to a bookstore to play for, I don't know, there was, like, what, 20 people here today? Yeah. Uh, this is, what, you guys' second tour? Um, well, technically, it's like our fifth. Okay, yeah. fifth tour. Second tour with this arrangement. Yeah, second yeah. tour with this arrangement. Yeah. How, how, how is the road treating you so far? I know this is only like day three, but um, how does it wear on you driving for like eight hours to only make 30 bucks? You know, it's... it's. Um, I just try to be grateful no matter what the yeah. situation is. You know, and it's all... It's, it's all... If someone comes out, someone comes out, and it's good. Yeah. And, the drive is beautiful, you know. It was the, the whole way over here. Went through Nevada. That was that was that was a little bleak, but <laughs> coming up, coming up to it was a good reward. Yeah, I got a bloody nose on the way. I didn't think that was gonna happen, but it just started pouring. It's all the dry air. Yeah. Um, how do you guys keep yourselves in good spirits whenever you're on these long eight-hour drives? Uh, a lot of. A lot just of talking. A, what? Yeah. We all get along a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <clears throat> Kind of, I mean, we all we all grew up together more or less. Yes. So it's it's really you know we, we can kind of we have all sorts of in jokes and things. I, I hope that stays with you guys because I've I've gone on tour with a couple of bands who have done a handful of tours mm-hmm. and they just sit there in silence the whole time and like I'm the new guy and I'm just like because <laughs> yeah. like, they, they've all told all the stories they've all had all the adventures together and it's like motherfucker I want to talk. <laughs> um, so 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 I like to talk on this story about it, origin stories like uh, you know how you guys got started in all this um the question i usually ask the most is what is the the first memory you have of discovering music like maybe maybe your parents playing something you know in the background and that you remember that like grabbed you uh probably for me it'd probably be like leonard cohen my dad which is surprising because he's kind of a weird guy but like leonard cohen popped out of of that that dude so uh, i picked up on that pretty early on Stuff like that. What about you? I came from a kind of a musical family, so, um, you know, I grew up with a bunch of, like, drunk uncles that would just get <laughs> together and, like, play music, and 
Um, yeah, that too. Yeah, so like basically it started with me like playing drums. Yeah, my dad would just kind of get hammered and like be like, hey, why don't you, why don't you get in that kid over there? And uh, so it's just kind of been that since. And yeah, you know, it's something I enjoy. I've learned yeah. how to play other instruments since. And, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. How about, how about you? Um, yeah, my dad. My dad is my dad is huge into music. Like I remember when I was like two years old, I'd run around the house screaming like "Run Through the Jungle" by uh, CCR. It's like my favorite song. It's like my favorite <laughs> band. But no, I grew up listening to a lot of Bob Seger mainly. I liked Bob Seger a lot when I was a really little kid. That comes from like my whole family's from Michigan, and so they're like Bob Seger fans. Yeah. They are huge <laughs> with Bob Seger. Bob and, Seger and the Tigers. And Bob Seger and the Tigers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's like my earliest memories is like just growing up listening to my dad's like bass T D collection and just flipping through that and yeah. figuring out what I like, what I don't. Yeah. How how did that uh, translate into you picking up your first instrument and learning how to play? Um I did the first instrument I learned how to play was like a saxophone. I was like a band kid in middle yeah. school, so it was like that. I didn't really like that. I didn't really like playing horns too much. I don't know, I'd probably if I picked one up again I'd probably enjoy it more, but um, not like more musical background, um, but I don't know. I just I just liked. I wanted to be able to do that. I wanted yeah. to I like listening, growing up with that. I just wanted to be able to create it or like make it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and in you, it was from the get go with the drums. Yeah, I mean, basically, like I mean, the way I'm told, and I don't know how much I believe, but like yeah. you know, my, my parents kind of said that I was always like. It was, it was just kind of they knew it was going to be a thing for me. Um, yeah, the, the, I, it's hard for me to pinpoint where it kind of like started because it's just it's always kind of been yeah. there. But um, yeah, I mean, wish I had something more interesting to say no, than no, that. No, no, but, no. I mean, that that's yeah. it, it's 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 about how other people listening can find that way in. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I think, and yeah, you know, for me, I was I was an only child, so it was it was definitely a, a way to kind of keep myself occupied, you know, just uh, yeah, I didn't really have anybody to hang out with, so yeah. it was just like, oh, okay, I can do this. And yourself, sir? Well, well, for me, it was kind of the opposite. Um, my my dad didn't really, or like my family didn't really encourage me to do it, so it kind of <laughs> it kind of worked the opposite direction because he played, but. He's kind of a petty person, so it was like he didn't want me to pick up something like that because it would be, right? Yeah, he, I, it, I, I, it, I can't. It would lead you down a road of ruin. Yeah, or I mean, more like it would be like I was trying to suck his life force out of him or something. Really? Yeah, That's yeah, something like that. I can easily say I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of did it out of kind of a fuck you, I guess. Yeah. So. Are, they, are they still happy with uh, how do they feel about what you're doing now? Uh, I don't really talk to them much. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I talk oh, to my mom. How old are you, if you don't mind? I'm 24. 24, okay, mm-hmm. so, yeah. I mean, I, I talk to my dad maybe if, if I'm lucky once a year. I talk to my mom once a month, so it's it's common. It's about, I'm yeah, 32. it's about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about the rest the of you guys? How old are you guys? I should have uh, asked this way at the beginning. I'm, I'm, I'm 26. I'm 21. God, I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, <laughs> You, you guys look so guessed? young and uh, 
I'd, I I was kind of surprised when I saw you guys that you guys were over 21. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean that oh, in good. a very loving way. <laughs> By the time I was 21, I hadn't been getting carded for years. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm. So and I was straight edge till 22, so it was very frustrating. Ah, yeah, you made it past 21 at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's <laughs> it wasn't right on the birthday. And I don't have any tattoos. Oh yeah, oh. straight edge tattoos. Thank God. Um, Such so, a tattoo yeah. curse. <laughs> so you guys are in a punk rock band. How did you guys first discover that punk rock roots and what what grabbed you and attracted you to that? Or was that even something that uh, grabbed you at first? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's goofy to say, but it was totally Blink-182 when cool. I was yeah. like 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just... Totally uh, that. It, that was the first band that I saw that I that made me think I wanted to do something like that. Yeah. And then from there, it's, you know, it's the... You just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, deeper and then you decide you don't like that band and then when you're in your 20s you decide you love that band again yeah. and you know, stuff like that how, how did you find Blink-182 uh shit that Radio? was like uh, no no it was like my sister walked into a room when MTV was on one morning and I was eating cereal and it was that it was the what's my age again video so they were all running around naked and she was just like she was a few years older than me so she was like oh yeah this is what's cool so you know I was probably like 11 or 12 and it just like it clicked from there I remember one of my first memories is trading I was like one of my first friends with a scanner so but I didn't have a burner so my first copy of Enema of the State was traded because I photocopied a Pokemon card and they burnt a CD and we (laughs) traded so it was like a counterfeit like elementary school black market I suppose, I guess. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and so you were an only child. How did you get into this punk rock world? Because you didn't have an older sibling like so many people do to get you into it. Um, well, my, my parents were kind of young enough, um, particularly my mom. You know, we're only... She had me when she was 18. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, there was stuff that she knew about that, and, you know, just kind of... I was always hanging around older people, her friends and stuff, and things would just kind of seep through and uh to be honest i never really like got hardcore into punk like uh you know for for i mean i think like the the, you know the craziest i kind of got was like uh dead kennedys and i kind of got more into a lot a lot of the arty sort of cbgb stuff cool uh you know i got heavy into television when i was uh when i was like uh 14 that's like why i picked up guitar and stuff really at 14 you found television yeah that's incredible through your parents no, actually, oh. it's it's the weirdest story. So I was just like, one summer uh, I was hanging out and VH1 had like a history of punk thing. Yeah. And they were just like mentioning all these far out bands. I was like surprised. It was like kind of on that cusp of VH1 becoming like a really crappy television yeah. station. So, so I was able to like find some cool stuff. And then it was just from there, like uh, my freshman year, it was I was just always in the library reading like... Yeah, the rock and roll encyclopedia. I'm like, oh, that band sounds weird. I'll look them up. Like, <laughs> so that you know, it was just kind of it. Uh, it was it was almost sort of like autistic in a way. It was just like you know, baseball cards or something. Like, what kind of weird? And then I met other you know weirdos yeah. who turned me on to other stuff too. So yeah, weirdos are tight. Yeah. And so you were a Blink 182 kid too. I'm a Blink 182 kid. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you find those guys? Uh, radio, I mean, I got into, like, more deeper pop via my sister and her friends, pretty much, my older sister. I'm really close with, like, all my family, like, both of my sisters and my yeah. family. So, like, we just go through music like crazy. We all have big fans of music, yeah. um, especially, like, me and my two sisters. Um, 
Especially my little sister too. She like she she's does everything. Like I can it's insane. Like she wanted to play drums, so she learned them in like two months and like no problem. She's a good drummer. She wanted to play bass, bought a bass and now she knows how to play it in like less than a month. Cool. It's like one of those, yeah. Um so yeah, we just share, we just all share, we have known yeah. Nice. And uh was your sister doing anything? Um, not right now. She was in a band called You Me and Us. I don't know. People may know them. Um, <laughs> they vaguely familiar. Yeah, they they're kind of like they're from our area. We're all good friends with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The drummer of that band was the drummer of our band, and he and I started this band. And who's his also, brother is married to his sister. He's my brother-in-law's brother. It's a really weird like family <laughs> tree going on here, yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. um, so so from the discovery of of finding this musical outlet how did you guys start your first punk bands how where did that how did that come from that to this uh well honestly or is this your first well uh, i mean there were definitely middle school attempts and like early high school attempts but yeah this is this is my this is the only band i've ever played a show played shows with for sure like started when i i was 17 and then from there it was just uh, the old drummer his name is Ignacio he uh, he and I had been known each other since Boy Scouts right. in like first grade so he you know we'd been playing music together for years and then he just hopped in and then he knew Tyler and Tyler started playing so from there to here it's just you know it was like I remember being 17 and talking to Nacho and just being like no we can we can we can go places yeah. we can book our own shows <laughs> and it's just like these stupid ideas of being able like we should just drive a thousand miles and play one show and come back you know <laughs> stuff like that was just in, insanely exciting but that's what you do when you're dumb young and dumb and yeah. then you realize that it's like oh I can do all this other mm-hmm. stuff too in between so that's I I wish I had done more of that when I was I'm, I'm learning how to do that now as a 32 year old oh. so um, and it's then how good. did you come to join the band um, well it, it, yeah so I knew basically Growing up, like, I knew Nathan, yeah. and, um, you know, we went to middle school together and stuff, and then I knew um, Ignacio's brother, uh, Frank. He's uh, my brother-in-law. Yeah, so he's his brother-in-law. So, like, you know, I, I, like, knew all these folks, and I, I had always been doing the music stuff, and, and, uh, and always been doing kind of, like, home recording and stuff, so basically... Um, Nathan asked me to help with some, some re- like a early recordings, and yeah. it was kind of like, oh hey, uh, why don't we put some um, accordion on this? So I put some accordion on it, and oh why don't we uh, put some lap steel? And that kind of turned into me being like a second guitarist for a while, and nice. and basically in this past three years, it's kind of been like, well we need a drummer, and. Um, I had that background, so yeah. it, it had been like ten years. So it just kind of like whipped my ass into shape and just you know did it. <laughs> yeah, so, kind of started as a, a folk punk thing at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to the demos. Yeah, um, really, so, yeah. I, I like where you guys have gotten to, um, yeah, me too. and it's it's taken you. A, you know, <laughs> no um, I I don't have the quote in front of me, but the quote on the press release from. Uh, it's a live record, so it's, it's like how how can uh, what a three piece band sound so. Big and loud. Yeah, that was really lines. nice of him yeah, to say because that's, that's like insane. whenever I see a three piece that sounds like they're not a three piece, I get really excited. Yeah. And I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have thought, you know, I don't yeah. think that about myself. Well, so I, 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 I mean, not to pander too much, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I got from this little room and this that's little awesome. show and the new record. Yeah, it's great. Uh, 
But uh, so you've taken this from a folk punk band. Was it a natural direction to take it to where it is today? Well, basically, that shit gets old real quick. Yeah. So it's just and you know it was like right at the boom of that kind of thing, and so. It was really empowering at first because it was just like, oh, these people are doing these things, yeah. and it's like I can just start doing it, and it made me, you know, force myself to learn how to kind of write. And then from there, it was just like, well, you know, playing with people is a lot better than yeah. playing by myself. And then I just wanted to be, you know, then I went. It's all phases. Then I went through the whole, you know, pop punk revival thing and got really into propaganda and shit. Yeah. So it was just, you know. It just kept going, and then musical tastes change, and yeah, influences think, change, and yeah. yeah, we just listen to so much music. Yeah. I think that's like the the kind of, a lot like, of different yeah, music. we listen to a really wide range, wide range, you know. Yeah, that's and that's good. Um, I, my best friends used to be in a ska band. None of them listen to ska. <laughs> so it was just, and that's the funny thing is, these little kids would come up to him at the show. Have you heard the new Real Big Fish record? And they're like, Yeah, we don't really like Real Big Fish. Um, so with the new record, I'm sorry, I forgot to put the damn name on here. Sure, sure, sure. That's mm-hmm. a, that's it. That's so easy. Why did, why can't I remember that? Oh, it's okay. I'm we have to make a small uh, album title because of the stupidly long. First, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, got, I got to mention my buddy Alex. I think he's the one that helps set the show up. He's on tour right now. Yeah. He's in Jack Smirking Revenge. Yeah. He had posted you guys his band name and said, "Hey, check these dudes out. They're going to be playing while I'm on tour." I just finished reading Stephen King's It. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so yeah, that's the, is that yeah, where that yeah, comes yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. So it's I'm not the Lone Ranger. No, no. Oh, well, I mean that's where it comes from, yeah, but yeah. it's Stephen well, King's It's a reference. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm but, and that's, it. that, that got me to ever. That, yeah. cool and then from there well now a lot of people well hope uh, 50 people anyway um, <laughs> I googled you guys and there's a, a young like a girl band I think or yeah. a country band or something there's another band out there called Hi Ho Silver Away but they're Away really uh, maybe maybe there was an Away in there there's a band called Hi Ho Silver O Maybe that was the one I found. Yeah, that's the only was reason. Was that girls? The girl band? I'm not sure. I haven't really researched them that much. That's the like, indie band from L.A. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I yeah. don't remember. They're pretty much the only reason I wish we had a different band name. Yeah. Not because of them, but because I just don't like having such a similar right. name. But, from, so they're from like, L.A. And like, we're from Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like, just it's like, also, it's, uh, kind of gets mixed up. Some, I think there have been a few times where they've like we've trailed them. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. Or like there's a mix up. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a bummer in she that just sense. confused with them. Actually, this yes this morning. This morning. <laughs> this morning, this yeah. morning we did get confused with them. Shit. Yeah. We stayed in like a house in Provo and like the dude's roommate. He's like, "Oh yeah, you guys have stayed here before." Like, "Hi, Silver O, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, no, that's not us." Yeah, yeah the, oh. and we slept in his room and right above his room there's a Hi, Silver O poster and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Can't, get your break. Can't get away from um, I, I hate to ask those because it's such an eighth grade band interviewing question. But it, are there any, you know, I loved Stephen King's It. Um, somebody was like, oh, that's the scariest book I ever read. To me, it's more like Stand By Me, only they're fighting monsters. Right. That's how it came off to me. Oh, um, sure. But what, what kind of, uh, was it just like, hey, let's use this as a band name? Or does is there a little bit deeper meaning? Um, well, my mom. My mom's a huge, huge, huge Stephen King cool. Stephen King fan and also again this goes back to the yeah I'm I'm looking at it right now it's right behind (laughs) us it goes back to the uh, the folk punk thing because it's like about a bicycle so I was probably trying to be 17 and all anarcho and like write songs about you know 
smashing the state and riding my bike yeah. or whatever. But the funny thing about it is that I didn't even get it right. If you look in the book, it's hi yo silver away. Is it's it? not hi ho, no. Like, I only remember, because I'd read it when I was, like, 12 or 13, and then, you know, me started doing stuff when I was 17, so... So we did, like, some Snow White Seven Dwarves. Yeah, I up. fucked it up. That's <laughs> yeah, all good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, that's well, I'm, I'm, awesome that I fucking got that. Oh, yeah, you nailed yeah, it. And yeah, the, yeah, sitting right there, yeah. right next to us. <laughs> um, so with the new record, you guys recorded with Alex Estrada. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah, Star? you got it. Um, you know... The guy's been on just such a great streak, you know. Uh, <laughs> Joyce Manor, yeah. uh, his own band, Silver Silver Snakes, mm-hmm. and then Touche More. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, first, he does the their seven inches, yeah. their twelve inches. So, really so, so I understand the reason why you guys went with him. Yeah, he's really affordable. Yeah. He's a, he's a really affordable dude, and he, you know, he just he knocks shit out. Yeah, and it's just like he's got it down to science yeah our whole thing and it was cool because you know you think we went down to LA to do it and he quoted us something something really affordable like 700 bucks for the whole record we did it in like three days and it's just like it, it was a really cool experience because when I went in there it, it it's just this it's just a room you know what I mean yeah. you're just like oh okay this guy's fucking he's just it, like, it, like he knows what he's doing so that's yeah, why it yeah. sounds good yeah. you know I can't speak highly more highly about him he, he really and it helps that he's in a band himself. Yeah. That's actually really fucking good, too. Yeah, for sure. I had no idea that he was in that band until uh, I was searching for him for this. Otherwise, I would have entered. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, so what was the process like? Because the, uh, the earlier stuff was more like home recordings and whatnot, correct? Yeah. Was it like going in and actually working in a studio this time around? Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it's just two rooms in a little, like, rehearsal space in Los Angeles. And... We just knocked out drums in a couple hours, and then he was like, okay, bye, and like took off, and then it was like, okay, and then we came in the next day and knocked out guitar and bass, and then knocked out vocals on the third day, and technically that was it, and then he mixed it pretty, he pretty much mixes as he goes, he's just, he's got it down to science for sure. Well, yeah, it's his room. Yeah. And it was such a refreshing thing to just be able to focus on the performance each step of the way, because every other time it's been like, okay, well... In addition to having to play this well, we like, oh, what, what the hell is this mic doing yeah. here? What's this picking up? And stressing about that and, you know, trying to get all those ducks in a row. Um, so not having to worry about that was great. And having another set of ears who could, you know, who could just say, like, uh, you know, cut that out. It doesn't yeah, sound yeah, right. Or, you know, yeah. you should do this. Well, you just be like, again. And it would just be, yeah. it would just boom, yeah. boom, again, nope, again. And then it's just yeah. like, I can really appreciate that kind of work ethic because it's just, you know, I, I didn't. I want to knock it out, you know. Yeah. I want to just get it done, especially because this one was like such a, I don't know, more intentional kind of thing. It wasn't just like here are six songs that we've been yeah. doing. It was like I was trying to do something, so it was cool to kind of. How, lo- how long had you been working on the songs before uh, recording them? Well, we're actually from uh, Indio and La Quinta and Palm Desert, California, okay. which is all the Coachella, the Coachella Valley. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I moved to Santa Barbara first and then Johnny came up and stayed with me till he got himself settled and then Tyler came up and moved in with Johnny so that all took about a year and a half so during that whole time I was just trying to you know have something substantial and then once they got up here it was just like for about you know two years like I mean from writing to recording it was it was about like from 2011 to like I mean 2012 like 2014 the last song like Two days before we recorded. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because something else sucked. So yeah, we just like, like Tyler and I just tried to knock, you know, 
come up with something real quick. Yeah. That's probably the best song on the record. It is. Yeah, yeah it's the last one. It's the best one. <laughs> the, the last, the last song. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, how do you feel about the album as a whole? I feel like it was. Uh, it's the first time that. I mean, obviously, it's the first time that I finish it, and I don't like beat myself up about yeah. it. You know, it's the first time that it's not just like, uh, fuck. You know, like I have to try to sell this. You know, because I run a label too, so it yeah. was it was cool to. You know, the first thing I did was like 300 of our own seven inches, and we're, we're selling them for two dollars. So if yeah. you'd like to come out and get these fucking things out of my out of my house, that'd be great because yeah. I don't want them. You know, like so it was the first time that like I'm sure if I listened to it, you know, I would probably be like, oh, that could be different. But it's not like fundamentally fuck my life. You yeah. Know? Right. What about for the rest of you guys? Happy? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it because it really just feels like um, we really fell into our groove in terms of how we work as a unit. I mean, just uh, kind of contrasting, you know, to practices when I was playing guitar versus, you know, practices now. I mean, we just kind of, you know, it's like this well-oiled machine and we really kind of know how to work together and, you know, just... Uh, yeah, I think it's a really great sort of healthy relationship yeah. writing. So I think that comes out in the record, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. And how long has it been out now? I've had it for about a week, but well, it's technically not out. Oh, it's, it's not. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's streaming. Yeah, and it's up, but I mean, we don't even have we have test presses. Right. We have uh, the, re- the the we have CDs, but it's only like the fi- we got fifty test presses that showed up. So if anybody bought it, if you want to let me know how it sounds, that'd be great because I haven't <laughs> listened to it. Nice. Um, so what's the response been like? Um, I mean, this is the third day. I mean, it's definitely, okay. well, this is the first interview we've ever done. Yeah, so. you know, yeah th- that, that was the thing. I was like uh, trying to do research. I trolled all your, uh, well, I, I trolled your two Facebook pages. I couldn't find yours. You yeah, know, have one. One. He turfed out. He thinks he's yeah. too cool. But, and, way too cool. Good for you. So, and I was like, because I'm, I'm like trying to find stuff. That's why I'm kind of like, yeah. yeah but, um, but yeah, so I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, flattered to be your first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, As are we. We're flattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I love the record. Like, it was really good. Like, if I didn't like it, I would have just been like, eh, I'm too busy with all this other stuff. But I wanted to jump on the uh, bandwagon first, I guess. So I guess. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about Secret Finney's. Uh That's the label I run with my partner. We, uh, we started it. I'd say about two years ago, we split release the record with Adam from It's Alive. And, uh, you know, that that alone just, like, was a weight off my shoulders yeah. because it's just like, okay, you just saved me, you know, $2,000, yeah. like, that I just had to pay out of, out of pocket. So, uh, you know, we just did a 12-inch with a band called Shitty Weekend from Portland. It's got members of the Taxpayers in oh, it. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we released Taxpayers' uh, Rhythm in the Cages reissue. A few 7-inches by a band called JTT Oregon. We're actually moving to Oregon at the end of this tour. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to tell me about that. Why are you moving to Oregon? Uh, we live in Santa Barbara, yeah, and it's expensive as fuck, and I can't reestablish myself. You know, it's like... It's different. I can't be like, okay, I got money. I'll figure it out when I get back from tour. It's like, my one-bedroom apartment with my partner was ten fifty. Tyler and Johnny live together in a one-bedroom apartment. It's twelve fifty. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's not affordable, especially when I want to be able to do things like, you know, have a fucking dog mostly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty much on top of my list. And on our first tour, we went to Corvallis, which is where we're going to move and made a lot of great friends. Cool. So yeah, you want to be able to afford to lose a ton of money on tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, feel like 
eh, fuck it, I believe in this, and if yeah. no one buys it, it, it'll sit in my closet until they do, nice. you know? Uh, what, what's it like uh, working with a label like It's Alive with, you know, 10 years? Do you uh, learn, gleam anything off of uh, working with those guys? Or is oh. it still too early yet? Oh, for, no, for sure. Like, Adam, it's pretty much Adam, I think, that, that runs the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, I mean, they, I mean, they, they're doing it, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, Make it was, it, it was great because I did a few send outs, which always feels weird to me. I'm, I'm kind of weird. Like, I don't, yeah. it's just, I don't want to do You didn't it. want a free burrito. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't, it, it felt weird, so I didn't do it. I didn't, well, I wouldn't want to explain, I don't know, it's like my least favorite thing in the world is telling someone I'm in a band. It just yeah. bum, bums me out. Oh, with the legal pizza, it's so easy. Oh, I know, but it's just like, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I just couldn't do it. I'm just weird. So, Adam, you know, is probably one of the biggest labels that I did a send out yeah. to and I just kind of sent him a I sent him the whole I think that kind of made it a little bit easier too because I didn't I wasn't trying to ship him fucking demos or anything yeah. I was like this is done you know like we recorded this in September like it was it's been done for like almost half a year so it was just kind of if since he liked it it was kind of easy to pick up on he didn't have to pay for mastering or anything yeah. I'd already mastered it I'd already gotten it all finished so it was it was it was cool it was a shock I mean I was waking I was waking up at really early for my job at the time and I had an email from him and it was just like oh fucking thank god you know like just like okay cool 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 um so you guys are on tour how much longer you got like two more weeks Um, weeks about like maybe like 12 days 13 days we're going to Missouri tomorrow playing a house show at an old friend's house Oh, great. I was going to ask, is this the furthest east you've been on this tour? Because you're going all the way to, what, Bloomington? Yeah, on this tour, yeah. We, we toured the south, like, almost, like, when we were, like, 20 years old. Nice. I was 17. Yeah, he was 17. <laughs> <laughs> Big ID? No. no. Just basements? Yeah, just basements. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is actually the first show, the first tour that we're doing any bar shows, you know, because cool. I was, I just always tried to do but then you kind of realize like there's no fucking kids outside yeah. waiting to get into my show you know? <laughs> like maybe later on in life I can you know force all ages but you know it'll come it'll come for sure I, I have faith in it like I uh, you guys have great life um, what do you hope to accomplish in the next year uh, you're moving to Oregon and then what's next um shit I'm moving to Oregon and hopefully these guys are coming at yeah. some point so, after too. the fact and uh, yeah, I think that's just kind of the biggest thing on everybody's agenda is like getting in the same place and making sure that that all falls into place. Yeah, basically I want to go and just really start establishing, start working with uh, my friends up in Oregon and doing some stuff in Corvallis, you know, getting a little bit more. Nice. I want a basement and I want to do house yeah. shows, you know. Yeah. What, what kind of work are you in? Maybe we could find you some. What kind of what? Work. Oh, I'm just, you know, your coffee shop, no, random guy, you know? like. Hey, me too. I'm yeah. 32 years old. That's all I've ever known how to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my partner. This. My partner's making the money, so. Yeah, right on. yeah I'll just ride that. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what, what about you guys? What are you guys going to go do when you get home? Two weeks from now. Oh, hey, you know what? You smoke weed. Great. Great, Tyler. They're going to think we're sublime. And, awesome. and, no, no, they're not. <laughs> what, what, what are you guys looking forward to for the next two weeks? What's going to be the big moments, the big touristy stuff you do? Oh, yeah. uh, Tyler's uh, Tyler's family has, uh, like, extended family might have a cabin in Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah. Rapids. I like my, oh, nice. So that's my actually what uncle, I'm looking forward like, to right they now. They live in Livonia since it's 20 minutes outside of Detroit, and they have, like, a little cottage, like a two-bedroom cottage outside. Like, around outside lake. of Grand, Grand Rapids. Oh. It's like right on a lake, too. I'm seeing if I can possibly get a key out there. Also, Bloomington. Uh, Bloomington's great. Yeah, yeah. Who Needs Ya is a friend of mine's band, a drummer of High Dive. 
Uh, his name's Nick. I'm really excited cool. to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. All right, all right. Um, guys, I, I think it's. I think. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah, How do you guys feel? You guys want to throw anything else out there? Anything uh, I didn't cover that you've always wanted to talk about? No, just uh, thanks. Thanks for yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. And it's, Cool it's great. Yeah, a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. You guys are really good at it. For, for this being your first interview, you guys are really solid at delivering the goods. Oh, thanks, because I can't <laughs> talk for shit most of the time. No, no, no. You guys are killing it. All I do is no. talk. Yeah, you talk for a living. <laughs> uh, what do you do for a living? I forgot to ask you. Oh, I'm, um, I'm a technician for a certain um, computer company. I can't say their name yeah, okay, uh, in, yeah, in media. But, um, it's not they're, a banana. They're, they're, it's not a banana. It's the opposite of an orange. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, they're silver and very expensive computers. Nice, nice, I, nice. Um, well, yeah. you know. All right. <laughs> you see, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I get, I get, I get screamed at by yuppies. Oh. Well, I, I work at Whole Foods, so I get screamed oh, at sorry, by yuppies right. all day too. Oh, about that. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't say that, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Fucking yuppies. Yeah. And so, yippies, the uh, yuppie hippie combo oh, yeah. where they think oh, they're gosh, hippies they're even but worse. they're really yuppies. They're even worse because they think they're like, they know, but they don't know. No. They don't. Yeah. Fuck yippies. That's, yeah, fuck the yippies. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, so all I do is talk people down and uh, try to get them to pay for repairs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. All right, buddies. Thanks again to Tyler, Johnny, and Nathan for hanging out and chatting with me. And uh, at the top of the show, I couldn't remember the name of the producer of the record. That is Alex Estrada at Earth Capital. He's the guy behind the first two Joyce Manor albums, did Touche Amore. And you already heard me talk about this in the uh, in the actual interview, so I don't know why it's important that I'm talking about it now, but I wanted to honor him. And he's also in the band called Silver Snakes, who are pretty damn great, and you should be checking out. I'm not sure why I haven't had him or the Silver Snakes on the show yet. Rest assured, that will be rectified shortly. Again, thank you to the Hi-Ho Silver Way. Thanks to Mutiny. Thanks to the gym. Um, and thanks to you for tuning in and checking it out. We've got some really cool stuff coming up in the works. I've got my DC Comic-Con coverage coming out and uh, we're also going to have uh, a new video show will be debuting probably in july um that i'm really really excited about but i'm going to try to keep tight tight-lipped about for the moment um please visit us at mostly like us on itunes subscribe on facebook uh maybe even subscribe on stitcher if you're on stitcher and and appreciate it but uh i'm gonna quit rambling because i'm not feeling very well i'm still sick from denver comic-con just worn out and exhausted and uh, I'm really excited to share that stuff I got for from this weekend t- with you guys. But uh, let's go ahead and end the song with the song we were talking about. Uh, verbatim, it's the last song on the record. It's the last song they wrote. And uh, I'm going to have to go agree with those guys. It's one of my favorite songs on the record. It's a great record. Chore, it's out now on It's Alive Records. You can find it at their band camp. You can find it at... Uh, newnoisemagazine.com is doing an exclusive stream but you can listen to it at Bandcamp anyway so uh, hit both up and uh, alright buddies this song is verbatim off chore we'll see you in the funny pages take care exhaling smoke into the vent above the stove there's forces working against you that you don't even know And since the summer started, I spend most of my time alone, but that's alright. At least he's not home. And I can hear your tires scream as you accelerate. 
Sometimes I miss every 